0: Hello, welcome to This Day in Wikipedia, which I'm sure already has a Wikipedia article I haven't checked yet. My name is Sean, and I am your host. And I would like to start by wishing a Happy Pioneer's Day to all of our listeners in Liberia. Happy Pioneer's Day. So, that being said, this episode may be a little different than other ones, because quite frankly, I'm a little depressed. And taking a lot of effort to Motivate myself to to do this, but I committed myself to doing one podcast a day every day for 365 days. And while it's not like a ton of people are listening to this, I've had people that have listened to it that have messaged me that have said, "Hey, we like it. We want you to keep going." So for those people, I appreciate you. I am going to dust myself off, and we're going to talk about events that happened today. I will just be. Frank with you, I did the birth part of this podcast yesterday before the events of today, and I did the death and the event parts of this podcast later this evening, on the sixth. And I really just sort of halved it, like I can't really say it any other way. I just didn't really have the motivation to do the in-depth research that I needed to do to make the subjects interesting. So the subject that we're going to cover for birth, I'm really excited and really interested to talk about her. And I hope that I hope that you, if you have never heard of her, that you will look up more information about her. As far as the subject for the death, uh, <coughs> that's kind of bad. And then the event. The event I thought was interesting, but it's really not. So I just wanted to talk about some stuff, the stuff that happened on January 6th. 2021 but because i am trying to keep this podcast as apolitical as possible i will talk about that stuff at the end of this episode so if you don't care about my political views you don't have to listen to the last as soon as i'm done talking about the event you can just shut the episode off you don't have to listen to me talk about anything else i'm sure this is a very wonderful upbeat way to start a podcast i 100 apologize i really do this project, even though it's only been going for a week now, has really it's really been fun and I freaking love doing it. And I'm gonna keep doing it because it gives me a sense of purpose. And I get done with work, play with my kid, put him to sleep, and I spend two hours doing this. And it's fun and I love it. And I'm gonna keep doing it because it's two hours out of the day where I feel like I get to be creative and that really means a lot to me. I don't get to do it very much, so I'm happy to do it. That being said, let's talk about a birth. On January 7th, 1991, Castor Semenya was born in Petersburg, South Africa. Now, when I saw her name on this list, again, I may have not mentioned this before, if I haven't, sorry. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I primarily like ones that are about people, um, specifically sports and history uh, type podcasts I really, really enjoy. And there's a really interesting podcast called Hall of Shame. Uh, I believe it's on hiatus right now. Every week, the hosts kind of talk about a different sports event that happened. Um, They talk about, like, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, or the Brazil Olympic men's swimming stuff with Ryan Lochte. They even touched on the Montreal Screwjob, just a pro wrestling thing. But one of the episodes that they did that I thought was really interesting was on March 23rd of this year, and it was called I Am a Woman and I Am Fast. And I had heard a little bit about Caster Semenya before, but listening to this podcast, it was, like, eye-opening how much this woman has gone through in her life. She was born in a very remote village in Petersburg, Africa, and she was always interested in sports, uh, soccer, running, just, you know, always athletic. She caught the attention of a running coach who ended up um, kind of taking her under her wing. And by the time Castor was 17, she was competing in her first world event in the 2008 World Junior Championship. She ran the 800 meters, but she didn't qualify for the finals. But just three months later, she competed in the 2008 Commonwealth Games, and she just absolutely crushed it with a time of 204.23. It was the next year, though, 2009, that Castor really began to be well known. She participated in the African Junior Championships in both the 815 um, 100 meter events, but she. Improved her 800 meter time by seven seconds in just a few months. Her time at the competition was a national and championship record. She ran faster than where people. She ran faster than people who were older than her and had been training longer than her. In August, she improved her 800 meter time again down to 155.45. But this is where things began to kind of go a little weird. I'm just going to be. I just have to describe Castor. She has very what may be considered masculine traits. Um, And there were people who thought that she might actually be a man pretending to be a woman and competing in events. She was subjected to a sex verification test by the International Association of Athletics Federation or the IAAF. The results, which should have been kept private because they were medical, were leaked. And it led to unverified claims about Castor's sex. In July of 2010, she was declared able to compete in women's uh, events. The IAAF said that the test was not done to humiliate her but was to determine if she had some unfair advantage over other women. And that was mainly because of how well or how much she had improved on her time in the 800 meter. She was denied entry into the Yellow Page series. And it was around this time that her times really stopped improving. And she kind of hit a rut. But I mean, like, who can blame her? I mean, she's at the peak of, you know, she's a new runner on the scene. And, you know, she has this humiliating stuff happening to her. She was chosen to carry the flag of South Africa at the 2012 Olympics. She came in second place in the women's 800 meter. Her silver was upgraded to a gold when the Russian Maria Savanova was disqualified for doping. And during this period of time, Castor was diagnosed with hyperandrogenism, which is a a trait in women that causes them to have increased testosterone it can make them more herstute. they have more hair um they typically have more masculine features but it was also determined that the increased testosterone did not give her any sort of competitive edge over other women like her testosterone levels were like way higher compared to other women this changed in 2018 um A rule was announced that women with high testosterone levels would have to take medicine to reduce it down to a certain level, and I apologize that I don't remember exactly what it was. However, this rule only applied to the 400-, 800-, and 1500-meter races, which were Castor specialties. This ruling caused Castor to despair, and she said that the ongoing issues, quote, destroyed her mentally and physically. At this point, Caster decided to change to the 200 meter, since the 200 meter event wasn't subject to the same testosterone rules that the 400, 800, and 1500 were. Um, I just think it's very unfortunate that this happened to her, because like she's effectively hasn't raced and hasn't run a race in forever, and it's not her fault. She didn't choose to be born the way that she is we look at athletes like michael phelps and i mean michael phelps is arguably the greatest olympian in history and he has a disproportionately large arm span double jointed ankles and he produces half the lactic acid that most people produce i mean it's the same thing in the ufc like john jones arguably one of the top ufc fighters of all time has like a six foot wingspan, like from yeah, I mean it's an insane like how long the guy's arms are, and it gives him a competitive advantage because he can jab and he can keep opponents at range and they can't get close to him to punch him, but he can punch them. And in these athletes, we celebrate those differences. We celebrate Michael Phelps being the best Olympian in the world. We celebrate John Jones being one of the top MMA fighters ever. It's clear that Castor has faced discrimination throughout her life. In 2011, Secretary General of the IAAF said it is clear that she is a woman, but maybe not 100%. And it's like, why? Why does it matter? Like, it it drives me crazy. I'm hoping in the future that Castor is able to get back to the events that she loves. She has a very incredible story. She has faced more adversity in her short life than most people have in their entire life. I will leave a link to the Hall of Shame episode that covers her life way more in depth. I highly recommend giving it a listen because it's very, very good. Now, on to a death. So, on January 7th, 1943, inventor Nikola Tesla died after injuries sustained after being hit by a taxi, Tesla was born on July 10th in what is now modern day Croatia. He studied engineering and physics in 1870 and went to work in 1880 before immigrating to the US in 1884. Uh, one year after moving to the US, he founded the Tesla Electric Light Manufacturing Company. At the time of his death, he had 112 patents in the US and over 300 in the world to his name. One of the little crazy Tesla stories, and there's a lot of them because Tesla was a weird guy, was his claims that he created a death ray. He claimed that he had a ray. He said that electricity alone couldn't do it. He said that all the electricity in the world couldn't kill a person from distances the way that he wanted to. But he said that he had an apparatus that could project particles in a stream thinner than hair and could be fired up to 200 miles there's been no proof that he ever invented such a thing and most people agree that the tesla death ray never existed but it has been a really enduring claim throughout tesla's life there has also been interest in missing files that were confiscated from tesla's labs after he died and you know people are like oh is the death ray in these missing files who knows And then finally, on this day, January 7th, 1927, the first transatlantic telephone service was established between New York and London. The line was established by AT&T, and the first conversation over the transatlantic line was between Walter Gifford, who was the president of AT&T at the time, and Sir Evelyn Murray, who was the secretary of the General Post Office, which, in London back in those days the secretary general of the post office was the one that oversaw the telephone lines so that's it for today thank you so much for joining me if you want to stay and have a listen please do so if not i will see you tomorrow friday january 8th have a wonderful day so yesterday was january sixth, twenty 2021 um Like I said off the top, I have tried hard to keep the show apolitical because, like, hey, what do you people care about what some random podcast guy thinks about stuff that happened? But the more I think about the events of today, the more I just, like, can't shake it. There are things in my life that I will never forget. I will never forget the Oklahoma City bombing. I will never forget the Centennial Park bombing in 96. I will never forget 9-11 or the Great Recession. This really had an impact on me. I had the President's speech on in the background, and just listening to the speech, I felt like something was different. Like, the, the man's made crazy speeches before. We've all heard them. But there was just something that was just so... Different about the tone of this speech, and it really scared me. And then just watching the crowd like just break into the Capitol building, a you know, woman getting shot in the neck and dying. I mean, it's just like wow, we are living in unprecedented times. I mean, I'm sure that people who are alive during Watergate with Richard Nixon probably felt like they were living through unprecedented times but we are truly truly living through an unprecedented time in American history right now like they're talking about invoking the 25th amendment on Donald Trump the man has 2 weeks left in office and they're talking about invoking the 25th amendment for those that don't know the 25th amendment is an amendment of the constitution that allows the vice president and the president's cabinet to remove the president from power if they deem him unfit to lead. We also have numerous high-level Trump staffers talking about resigning over what happened today. We have politicians, you know, members of the House, members of the Senate, out there with the protesters, egging them on, like, Spouting conspiracy theories that an insane man got up and parroted it's just it's unbelievable, like wow, I know that when my son goes to school and he's you know <clears throat> you know when he says, So Dad, tell me about january sixth twenty twenty one i'm gonna remember I'm gonna remember everything. I remember how I felt this whole day. And there's a podcast called It Could Happen Here. And it came out in 2019. And it's by a podcaster named Robert Evans. And Robert Evans is a war reporter. Um, specifically, he goes to Syria and covers the Syrian uh, civil war. Um, he specializes in right-wing extremism. And he did a podcast series called It Could Happen Here. And it's about different ways that a second American Civil War could pop off. And yeah, I mean, he literally kind of lays out this scenario where people are told that an election is illegitimate. And then when people go to take over or when the new president comes into office, there's people who just don't buy it and then it resorts to violence and it's like man i don't want my kid growing up in this this stuff like it's crazy anyways i appreciate you all letting me get this off of my chest who knows maybe in 40 years when hologram casts have uh replaced podcasts as the primary like uh tool for like uh weirdos to talk to people on the internet or the hollow net, or whatever it'll be called there maybe somebody will say like oh hey let's talk about january 7th 2021 and people will just look back and go wow i can't believe that actually happened that is crazy have a great day